Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Grizz Weekly Grind, a proud affiliate of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Pete Pranica, TV voice of the Memphis Grizzlies, and your host for the program. This is episode 39 as we break down the Grizzlies' victory over the San Antonio Spurs in the 9-10 play-in game on Wednesday night. Today's show is being brought to you by DraftKings. It is playoff time. Big stakes, bigger promotions. Every day of basketball's playoffs, DraftKings will have $20,000 in total prizes up for grabs. The best part? It's free to get your shot at these daily cash prizes. DraftKings will be offering two free-to-play pools every day of the NBA playoffs, offering players a free shot at $20,000 in total prizes. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. Now, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at $20,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Well, this is episode 39 of the Grizz Weekly Grind, and the Grizzlies are going to move on in the NBA play-in tournament by virtue of a victory over the San Antonio Spurs on Wednesday night in front of about 7,000 screaming fans at FedEx Forum. 196 was the final. What do we have lined up for today's show? Well, we're going to have kind of an unusual That was the week that was because we're only talking about one game. And then, of course, some Petey's points. And in lieu of a friend of of the program, what we're going to do today is we're going to run the postgame audio from Wednesday's victory uh, over the San Antonio Spurs by the Memphis Grizzlies. So that's what we have cooking for you today. Uh, That was the week that was, some Petey's points, and then some audio from postgame. So let's get this show on the road, shall we, with That Was the Week That Was, as we talk about the play-in game between the number 9 Memphis Grizzlies at home against uh, the San Antonio Spurs, the 10 seed. Loser goes home. Winner moves on to play either the Los Angeles Lakers or the Golden State Warriors. First quarter might have been the best quarter the Grizzlies have played all year. It was one of the most complete quarters you could imagine. They shot 60% from the floor. They were plus 11 on the glass. They had 18 paint points, they had seven fast break points, and they held San Antonio to 33% shooting. Grizzlies led by as many as 21 in the first quarter. Uh, San Antonio burned their second time out at the midway point of the period. It was 23-6 to at that point. Grizzlies started 9 of 12 from the floor. Spurs started just 3 of 12, and it was at that point that Greg Popovich went to his bench to get Patty Mills and Rudy Gay into the basketball game. Rudy Gay would respond with seven points in the first quarter. Still, the Grizzlies would hold a 38-19 lead after one quarter. Uh, San Antonio just one of seven from three-point land, and the Grizzlies moving the ball, playing at pace. They had nine assists on 15 field goals. They were playing their brand of basketball. Then the second quarter happened, and... One of the things that was huge in this game was the fact that San Antonio's bench, which perennially San Antonio's had a good bench, 
their bench really showed up, and the Grizzlies did not. Because in the second quarter, we get the first appearance of Grayson Allen, uh, also Tyus Jones, and San Antonio got off to a 20-3 start in the second quarter. Uh, Grizzlies were one for their first nine, uh, and they were just really, really struggling. Dylan Brooks, a little frustrated, technical called on him. Uh, San Antonio would cut it to 47-43, and the Grizzlies would just do enough to maintain some separation on the scoreboard. You know, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. draws a three-shot foul, made a couple of the of the three free throw set. Dylan Brooks hits a jumper. San Antonio then calls a timeout as the Grizzlies extend their lead to eight. San Antonio, however, would dominate much of the second quarter. They outscored the Grizzlies 30 to 18 in the second quarter. And a big reason why is San Antonio was able to get to the free throw line. San Antonio did not get to the free throw line in the first quarter. They were 10 of 13 from the free throw line in the second quarter. And the Grizzlies shot just 30% in the second quarter after shooting 60% in the first quarter. And also San Antonio in putting 30 on the board in the second quarter, they got 17 off their bench. And San Antonio also was without a turnover in that second quarter. San Antonio perennially a low turnover team. They were again on Wednesday night in the play-in game. And the Grizzlies, low turnovers, only four in the first half, but San Antonio converted those into eight points. And remember how dominant the Grizzlies were on the glass in the first quarter? Well, it was only a one-point rebound margin in favor of the Grizzlies in the second quarter. San Antonio had six offensive rebounds in the second quarter, and uh, the Grizzlies did not shoot it well. And so all of a sudden now we find ourselves having a ball game. It's 56-49 as the teams head to the locker room. And, uh, you know, the Grizzlies had lost 11 halftime leads, uh, and I think they had also lost 11 third-quarter leads. Uh, The Grizzlies had blown a couple of 20-point leads, and only the New Orleans Pelicans had lost more double-digit leads in losing games this year. So uh, for the Grizzlies and their fans, they had certainly seen this movie before, and they did not like the previous ending, so they were hoping that they could rewrite the ending. Third quarter, San Antonio gets within three on a couple of occasions. Uh, The Grizzlies then respond with a 12-6 run Jaron with a steal that leads to a jaw dunk. It leads to a San Antonio timeout. And again, Greg Popovich goes to his bench. Mills and Gay come in. The score was 72-65 with just under under three minutes remaining in the third quarter. Nobody scored over the final three minutes, basically, of the third quarter. It was 38-19 after one quarter. So the Grizzlies put up 38 in the first. San Antonio puts up 30 in the second The two teams combined for 32, 16 apiece in the third quarter. Uh, Neither team shot well. Grizzlies shot 29% in the third. San Antonio 27% in the third. The teams were combined 0 for 9 from distance. And San Antonio had four turnovers in that third quarter. Fourth quarter commences. So your score through three quarters is 72-65. Grizzlies still holding that seven-point lead. The fourth quarter is where things really, really got interesting. Uh, Tyus Jones pushed the lead to 10 with a three-point make. It was 77-67. Rudy Gay leading the comeback for San Antonio. 
was just fantastic off the bench for the San Antonio Spurs, finished with 20 points, and he had nine of those in the fourth quarter. San Antonio would grab the lead at 80-79 to on the DeMar DeRozan jumper to cap a 13-2 run. Ultimately, Kyle Anderson would come back. He would hit a crucial three-pointer. Jonas Valanciunas, crucial offensive rebound, gets it to Dylan Brooks at about the three-minute mark. And Desmond Bain, rookie playing in his first I know they don't count this as the real postseason, but for me, it's the postseason. It's it's as good as a playoff game. For me, it's an elimination game. Big offensive rebound and a putback to put the Grizzlies up 98-90. to 90. Rudy Gay keeps making shots. Hits 99-96 as he continues to cook in the fourth quarter. John Morant goes to the line. One of two from the free throw line. Yeah, this has been a, 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 a story for the Grizzlies, particularly late in this season, their inability to connect on free throws. Um, ja does get one, push the lead to four, two-possession game with only a couple of seconds left. Rudy Gay, desperation three, clangs off the iron, goes up and over and out of bounds over the top of the backboard, and the Grizzlies go on to win it 100-96. to um, Grizzlies... Defensively, I don't think you could ask for a much better job than what they did on Wednesday night. They held San Antonio to 35% shooting, only 36% from three. Uh, Didn't force a whole lot of turnovers, but as I said, San Antonio is a very ball-secure basketball team, and you're not going to get many turnovers from them. They had two in the first quarter, uh, four in the third quarter, and eight for the game. So the Grizzlies were not able to turn them over. The big issue here... The Grizzlies have the same number of free throws attempted at San Antonio, but they were minus seven in makes. John Morant was two of six after the game. He took his jersey off, came out of the locker room after the um, coaching staff had had spoken and everybody uh, had had done their media obligations, and he came out and, and he shot free throws. And they had started to turn the lights out in the building. They turned the lights back on so that Ja could practice his free throws. Uh, not a good night from the free throw line for the Grizzlies. Meanwhile, DeMar DeRozan, 10 of 11 from the free throw line. And we'll talk a little bit more about the defensive job that Dylan Brooks did on him. So the Grizzlies win it 100 to 96. They go on to play on Friday night in California, either Golden State or the Los Angeles Lakers. And that is, that was the week that was. And before we get to Petey's points, we'll remind you that this is the Grizz Weekly Grind, a proud affiliate of the Basketball Podcast Network. It's being brought to you today by the Hoop City Basketball Club. Since 2005, their mission has been to assist young student-athletes in grades 1 through 12 in developing a strong work ethic with discipline, responsibility, and accountability. Hoop City has helped young men be great on the court and in the community. Their alumni include major college and NBA players. For more information on how to become part of this great sports and character-building club, log on to HoopCityBC.com. You can follow them on Twitter at HoopCityBC.com. BC, as they say, it's in our blood. It's who we are in Hoop City. Hope that you're enjoying the Grizz Weekly Grind wherever you get your podcasts. If you would be so kind as to uh, subscribe, rate, and review, that is all very, very helpful to us as uh, we continue to put this show on for you. This show is for you. It's not for my personal edification. It is for you to enjoy and to learn a little bit more about the Grizzlies and what's going on with them. So uh, please do subscribe, rate, and review, whether it's at iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. We would appreciate 
your feedback. All right, let's get to some Petey's points from the play-in tournament. For Petey's points, I'm just going to go uh, the old Clint Eastwood. I'm going to go the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, the good, look, Jonas Valanciunas is just incredible. I mean, he's having a career year and puts up a 23-point, 23-rebound, three-block effort. Five of those rebounds coming on the offensive end. You know, Jonas finished the season, I believe, third or tied for third in double double doubles this year and was the only guy among the league leaders to do it, averaging fewer than 30 minutes per game. Well, he played almost 38 minutes in the playing game against San Antonio. Super productive. And even though Jakob Pertl did get a double-double with 10 points and 10 rebounds, I think Valanchunas thoroughly outplayed him was just a, a monster force and played with great energy and I think was a huge factor uh, in the Grizzlies getting this win. Also, you have to tip your cap to Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is the best two-way player that the Grizzlies have at the moment. 24 points, eight of those coming during a crucial juncture of the fourth quarter, finished with 24 for the game to go along with seven rebounds, three assists, a couple of steals, and a block shot playing almost 40 minutes in the game. Didn't make a three, but was perfect from the free throw line, which for the Grizzlies, the way they shot free throws on Wednesday, that was a pretty big deal. The big thing is DeMar DeRozan, and I understand the defense is is, is a team thing. It is not always one-on-one. DeMar DeRozan for the game was 5 of 21. Every shot he took was contested. Every shot he took was tough. And Dylan Brooks... Kyle Anderson and the rest of the crew made that a very, very difficult night for DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan finishes with 20, but 10 of those come from the free throw line. Didn't even bother to attempt a three, which you kind of would expect from him. But 5 for 21 shooting for DeMar DeRozan. Uh, The Grizzlies basically said, look, if somebody else is going to beat us, that's cool, but we're not going to let DeMar DeRozan go large. And uh, San Antonio had two players with 20. Rudy Gay with 20 off the bench. DeRozan with 20 as a starter. But other than that, the Grizzlies did a pretty good job of keeping uh, everybody else in check. And even Rudy's 20 points came on 21 shots. So for the good, we're going to talk about Jonas Valanciunas, and we're also going to single out the defense of Dylan Brooks, along with some clutch shot-making in the fourth quarter. Now, we got to get to the bad. And the bad was an unexpected bad, because the Grizzlies bench has been one of the best benches in the NBA throughout the entire year. Uh, They're one of the best assist benches in the NBA, averaging 10 assists a game. They're the best steal bench in the NBA, averaging four steals per game. Well, the Grizzlies only had four steals as a team uh, all Wednesday night. The Grizzlies bench gave them exactly 14 points, which just is is, is not going to be enough. And if the Grizzlies are, are to move on to the NBA playoffs, they are going to need contributions from their bench. The Grizzlies in essentially an elimination game, every starter played at least 31 minutes, and that was Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, John Morant played almost 41 minutes in this game, and fact of the matter is the Grizzlies bench was not very effective. I mean, Desmond Bain had seven, DeAnthony Melton had one bucket, Tyus Jones had two baskets, one of those was a three. Uh, Again, this is a Grizzlies bench that they averaged 10 assists a game. They had two. They averaged four steals a game. They had none. 
Uh, and really what pointed up the, the disparity here is the fact that Rudy Gay comes in and scores 20 off the bench for San Antonio. Patty Mills, uh, Grizzlies did not let him get too crazy. He only made three threes on the night for his nine points. But uh, the Grizzlies, as I said, if, if they are going to advance beyond the play-in tournament and get into the playoffs and take on the Utah Jazz in the first round, they're going to need on Friday night, they're going to need a big effort from their bench. And it's something that Rob Fisher and I had talked about uh, in other venues that the big concern about this game against San Antonio, knowing that San Antonio has a pretty potent bench, the Grizzlies bench was going to have to bring it as well. They did not, but still uh, the Grizzlies were able to eke out a win because of the brilliant play, getting three 20-point games from starters, Valanciunas with 23, Dylan with 24, and Morant with 20. Now, we also got to get to the ugly and free throw shooting. Folks, 54% free throw shooting is not going to win you many basketball games. Uh, The Grizzlies had to lean on their defense. They held San Antonio to 35% shooting. Grizzlies shot just under 45%. But, man, 54% shooting from the free throw line is going to get you beat in a lot of games. Uh, John Morant was just 2 of 6. Desmond Bain, 1 of 2. Xavier Tillman was 0 for 2. This and, and Jonas Valanciunas, what a, despite the fact he played a brilliant game, he was only three of six from the free throw line. This need not have been a two-possession game at the very end uh, if the Grizzlies make their free throws. But again, that has been an issue for them. Secondarily, the Grizzlies are going to have to be better in three-point shooting. They did not shoot well from three at San Francisco against the Golden State Warriors. Again, did not shoot it well from three against San Antonio. Now, They only took 22 threes, which is well below what they would typically take during a game, but made only seven. They're fortunate in that San Antonio is not a very prolific three-point shooting team in terms of volume. So both teams tried 22, and San Antonio made one more. So the Grizzlies were able to dodge that bullet. Grizzlies going forward, seven three-point makes in a game is not going to cut it. They're going to have to get double-digit threes, I think, in order to get into the first round of the NBA playoffs. But the good, the bad, the ugly, at the at the end of the day, it's a 196 victory for the Memphis Grizzlies. So they win their first ever play-in game, and they will go on and play Friday night in California against either the Golden State Warriors or the Los Angeles Lakers. That game was in progress uh, as we started recording this evening's podcast. So that does it for Petey's points. And, uh, Let's hear from some of the principals from tonight's basketball game. First off, let's hear from head coach Taylor Jenkins talking about the game in general, the physical nature of playoff basketball. Also touches on the subject of the Grizzlies' bench production or lack thereof. I'm really proud of, you know, uh, a lot of guys, especially our starters. And I thought DB was phenomenal defensively. Obviously had a huge run offensively for us, um, you know, to, to keep the game. Um, you know, close. Uh, I think it was in that fourth quarter. Uh, JV was unbelievable. Um, you know, 23 and 23, multiple block shots. You know, DeRozan tacking downhill, other guys attacking downhill. Just his presence in the paint was phenomenal. Um, you know, Kay with a big shot late, Des big, you know, shots late, job, big shots, and, you know, the, the big free throw there uh, to pretty much seal it. So I told the guys, you know, our, we talked about our habits all season, last couple of weeks, emphasizing that, especially the last couple of days. I thought we were really, really good, um, you know, 
for more of the game than not. Our habits were there. Our discipline was there. Obviously, we're always going to be competing. Um, and then most of all, especially after having that great first quarter and then the Spurs going on that, you know, huge run in that second quarter, we kept staying together. You know, we knew it was a long game, uh, never wavered. You know, I say all the time, there's different ways to win ball games. you know, uh, give up the lead in the fourth quarter and, you know, the energy, our fans were unbelievable. We, we gave up the lead and they just gave us new life. Um, and our guys just kept staying the course, staying together, great positive attitude throughout, understood what we had to do to make winning plays, uh, especially in that late, you know, part of the fourth quarter. And I'm uh, just really proud of the effort. Yeah, I mean, um, you just got to keep competing. That's the number one thing we always talk about. Resiliency comes from that. If if you start with that mentality, um, you know, we've been in these moments all season. Obviously, it gets more heightened and magnified in a game like this, um, you know, playoff basketball. And uh, our guys, you know, hopefully they're just feeding off of that experience and understanding, you know, when you do take a punch like that, how are you going to respond? You know, keep playing the same way aggressively, offensively. We're getting good looks. We're missing, but let's just make sure we're dialing it in me mentally that, hey, we can't let up on the defensive end. So uh, we were able to regroup, uh, maintain a lead going there to that, um, you know, halftime, uh, low scoring affair in that third quarter, you know, back and forth. Uh, but we just steadily got better. And I thought our mental toughness really showed, you know, in that second half, definitely in that fourth quarter after giving up the lead. Um, but it's a credit to our group. You know, they, they know it's a 48-minute gain. Um, you know, there's ebbs and flows, ups and downs. We talk about that. No highs, no lows. Um, and you just got to find different ways to win. And, uh, you know, big-time plays there in that fourth quarter defensively and offensively from a lot of our guys, especially our starting group. Um, so hopefully we can build on this and, and keep carrying that moving forward. I think, you know, both teams were physical. Obviously, we didn't, you know, have the the, the ball moving, the assist totals. Um, you know, we tried to use pick and rolls to kind of loosen them up. You know, we had a, a lot of great looks. Um, at times, it didn't fall. Um, you know, we had great pace there in that first quarter. I think we had nine assists. And then just, you know, the game just kind of grinds out, you know, this time of year, you know, everyone says it, right? You know, playoff basketball starts slowing down. And, um, you know, there was a physicality that, you know, uh, both teams played with. And, you know, I'm just glad our guys were able to, fight through that stuff. You know, some of the downhill attacks we had late in the game against physicality, you know, to relieve their pressure, um, some ball screens. I mean, uh, give the Spurs a lot of credit, you know, DeJounte Murray on the ball, you know, their athletic wings, you know, Pirtle uh, in the ball screens up and back and, and protecting the paint. Um, there was just, you know, high level activity, high level physicality both ways. Uh, just really proud of our guys to just find enough, you know, plays uh, to overcome. And then obviously our defensive activity was phenomenal. Um, you know, tons of pick and rolls with DeRozan, our closeouts and aggression. You know, they've got aggressive drivers just guarding one on one and showing crowds and trying to keep them away from the rim uh, where they're pretty lethal in the paint. Um, so overall, I thought just, you know, the activity and physicality, this is great exposure for our guys. And, um, you know, moving forward, you got to have that in the back of your mind. That's the level you got to get to. Yeah, I mean, you got to have uh, discipline every single night, um, you know, but especially in these crucial games, crucial moments, uh, you've got to. You got to lean on that. Um, you know, we've been talking about that all season long. Uh, when, when it's good, it's really good. I thought tonight, discipline for the most part, really good. Uh, definitely preached that a lot, you know, the last uh, couple of days. You know, once in, we installed our game plan, obviously a lot of the disciplines on the defensive end, you know, I know DeRozan ended up with 11 free throws, but there were so many times pump fake, showing our hands, you know, contesting at the top, uh, on drive, showing our hands, uh, you know, a lot of different situations because they put a lot of pressure on you with how they get downhill. Uh, that was a big emphasis. Um, so our guys, you know, rose to the occasion, understood how important that was. And then even discipline offensively, um, just knowing that, you know, this is going to be a grind out affair. You know, the Spurs really good defense when, you know, they get in physical and active on you. And we're able to just attention to detail, you know, some of the plays that we executed. There's a discipline to that, uh, discipline to making the right play and the might reads and, and uh, uh, give our guys a lot of credit in understanding that, especially the last couple of days. But something we've talked about all season long. So 
uh, that's where it starts for us. Yeah, I mean, our bench is huge for us. Um, you know, a couple of recent games where, uh, you know, they haven't gotten the productivity that, you know, we're used to and they're accustomed to, but we've got the utmost faith in those guys. And um, they just got to, you know, be ready for the next opportunity because we need them. Uh, we need our bench to be good. We need to rely on that depth that we have. So, um, you know, all guys got to be ready to go out there and contribute. It's going to be great uh, to, to come off of this victory and have a travel day tomorrow and just fill our cups back up. And all these guys know, you know, uh, everyone on our roster goes through ups and downs and um, the, the togetherness of this group and how we play, everyone just can step in and, and make a play. Um, so I would expect these guys to play a lot better in the next game and, and, and excited. Jonas Valanciunas also met the media, talked about the Grizzlies' perseverance in the face of adversity and his own postseason experience and how it rubbed off on the rest of the Grizzlies. You know, Spurs is really a good team, especially uh, driving. Uh, obviously, DeRozan, he's, you know, he's a great player, driving, uh, pick and roll player. So uh, we we had to do some extra work on uh, just stopping one-on-one, uh, good pick and roll coverage. So that was our plan. That's how that was coming from coaches. And we knew that we got to do in, uh, in order to win the game. It's kind of different right now. It's play in. It's not a playoff. You know, it's uh, uh, either you win a game, either you go home. So uh, it was it was it was not like you lose first, you can win three in a row. So it was just you got to win in order to go further. So, yeah, it was really important to to be successful today, to be to to play good today, to make a shots, to 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 get a rebounds. It was it was really important, do or die. You know, the matter, things are going good, things are going bad, you know, we gotta stick together and we gotta, you know, play our way. It's on us, you know, start of the game, we went up, you know, and I was telling that, let's not get crazy. Let's let's execute, let's do little things, you know, that's, that's what good teams do and we did it and, you know, Everything was good, you know. They came back, yeah. They great team, you know. A lot of credit to them, but we we stayed through to our plan. Uh, coaches, uh, coaches did a great job. So, you know, that's a, how that's how good teams do. Experience is always good, you know. You gotta have some experience, uh, especially in these kind of moments. But as I said earlier, that's how we build experience too. So. You know, I'll try to share as much as I can, try to help. You know, I don't like doing by speaking. I show by example, you know, you got to come in ready, study your opponent. You got to be, um, you know, one step ahead of everybody, you know, to be successful, you know. And everybody knows our group is young, but they're also experienced in some way. So uh, we know what we're doing. And finally, we hear from Dylan Brooks, who came up with eight straight at one point of the fourth quarter, finished with 24 points, got the Grizzlies back in control of the scoreboard, talks about the game in general and his game in particular. You know, it's our deflections, our intensity, uh, it's our composure. Um, they made a good run, and like you said, we, we uh, withstand it, and um, we just share the ball on offense and you know play defense and get out and transition. You know, we can withstand any run. Um, that's what I do. Um, you know, I score in crunch time and, um, you know, I'm just ready for any, you know, situation or, 
or whatever comes whatever comes at me. Um, I'm just ready to go. Uh, whatever my teammates call on me or my coach calls on me, um, you know, I'm ready to perform. I go hard every single night, show emotion, and, you know, somehow, you know, it's just, just contagious. And, you know, on every single team, you can ask any guy on there, it's just contagious. And, um, you know, that's what I bring to the table. Um, just try to bring just knowledge because I watch a lot of film and, um, you know, I study the game and, um, you know, just communication and just my energy every single night. You know, that's what, you know, I could bring to the table. And as I was recording this podcast, uh, the game has gone final at Staples Center and the Lakers rally from 13 down. They had not led through three quarters, but they come from behind trailing by as many as 13 and they defeat the Golden State Warriors 103 to 100. So the Memphis Grizzlies, it'll be a rematch at Chase Center taking on the Golden State Warriors. The game will tip at 8 o'clock Central Time from San Francisco. Grizzlies and Warriors. Winner goes on to the playoffs as the eighth seed in the West and the loser, their season comes to an end. Again, 8 o'clock tip on Friday night. The game is exclusive nationally to ESPN and the Grizzlies. Well, they'll get another shot at Steph Curry. And that does it for this play-in edition of the Grizz Weekly Grind, episode 39. We ask you if there was one thing you could do, one bold action you could take, one inspired choice you could make, one investment guaranteed to transform Memphis, would you do it? Well, if that answer is yes, then here's your chance. The Grizzlies Foundation is looking for Memphians to be the difference in a child's life by becoming a volunteer mentor. There are 800 youth in Memphis waiting for your decision today, so don't delay. Join the movement. Become a mentor at grizzliesfoundation.org. This message is brought to you through the generous support of Garner Framing Company, serving Memphis for 70 years and a proud supporter of the Memphis Grizzlies Foundation. They're doing their framing consultations by appointment. Call them at 901-685-7796. So on Wednesday night, the Grizzlies get a 196 victory over the San Antonio Spurs to advance to the second game of the play-in tournament. They will take on the Golden State Warriors, the winner, gets the number one seed Utah Jazz in the first round of the NBA playoffs, and the loser, their season will come to an end. Again, that ball game will tip at 8 o'clock Central Time on Friday night and a national exclusive with ESPN, but local call on local radio at 92.9 ESPN with Eric Hasseltan. Thanks so much for listening to the Grizz Weekly Grind. I'm Pete Pranica. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.